0: Looking for new threads? Well, we've got you covered at the Music Is Live podcast official merch store over at tpublic.com. Whether it's t-shirts, baseball tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, travel mugs, phone cases, or onesies for your infant rockers and metalheads, you can find everything you're looking for over at the Music Is Live podcast merch store at tpublic. Go to my link tree at EE forward slash Music Is Live podcast and get your merch today. Buy my stuff and thanks for your support. Terranut is proud to offer you a natural nut bar chock full of healthy fats, minerals, and protein that meet your demands. Go to their website, www.terranut.com. You can order from them directly and they will ship it to you. Use my coupon code LUMAVS and you will get a 25% discount on your first order. Terranut Superfood Snacks, www.terranut.com. Don't forget to use coupon code LUMAVS at checkout. Fuel your life. You're listening to the Music Is Live podcast with your host Lou Mabs on the Rat Sound Review Network.
1: You are now, now listening to people, people, below below people. people. You are now was now to now below people, old people, old people, old Now you, are listen, now listen, you are now listening to Nickelodeon Beats. You are now listening listen, to Nickelodeon Beats.
0: You mentioned before about, like, the whole hip-hop thing. The differences between what's rap and what's hip-hop and how you're not too crazy about what's going on with the genre today. So, you know, if you wanted to speak on it, go ahead.
2: The reason why I released Cindy's song, even though it's a rap song, I haven't released any rap songs. If you know that, I haven't. You know I grew up on it, so you imagine I'd be making some hip-hop, right? Possibly, yeah. And I have. First off, Cindy's song was something I made with her. So I was like, all right, I made it with us, so I'm going to put it out there.
1: Cindy just happened to make a hip-hop song. You are now listening (inaudible) listening. to Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon.
2: (inaudible) The reason why I haven't is rap music and hip-hop are different. And rap music has evolved over the years. I can actually say that some people are very talented in rap music.
0: RZA of the Wu-Tang Clan being one of them.
2: Well, RZA is a genius, but um, there are a lot of very talented rappers. There are a lot of very talented people making music. The beats themselves are so evolved compared to what they were. Technology, a lot of various things come into play with why that is. But musically, there's some very talented people out there. But with the whole drill scene, drill is a rap scene. It's a different style of rap. I know that you don't really keep up with it, but so many talented people, but there's too many over it. Just because you know somebody down the block. I know it was going on back in the 90s, but it just seems different. Maybe because I'm older, I don't like the idea of me creating something that might go to that, I guess is what I'm saying. Whereas hip-hop itself was about telling stories. Hip-hop was about fighting the system, so to speak. If you want an example of hip-hop, Chaos 1 is hip-hop. Wu-Tang Clan brought it back to hip-hop. Hip-hop was about telling stories, not like, oh, I hate this person, I want to shoot him, or I'm going <laughs> to him. Yeah, it might happen something, it might happen to somebody on the block, You might tell a story about it, but it's not about spreading hate. And I get it, it's like if somebody <laughs> your friend, you want to seek revenge, if somebody beats up your friend, you want to seek revenge. I've been there to a small degree growing up but there's too many people killing themselves right now. Like, I remember watching his YouTube video with this, this uh, guy, like he's a creative, like two white guys They go to old block in Chicago, which is like one of the worst projects. And they're going there like, okay, I kick a rap for you. They're kind of like, I guess you could think of like Weird Al Yankovic goes to the hood, right? And the kid, there's like young little 15, 14 year old kids and they're like, sure, yeah, go. And he always raps and they like it for a minute and he goes into like some really <laughs> stuff. He's doing it on purpose to get a reaction the kids are playing around but like no you can't go there they're not even getting mad at the guys for doing it And then they like so the guy lets these kids rap so there's one kid was like phenomenal i was like holy crap this kid can spit bars and he's like 15 so i'm like all right i want to check out this kid right a month later after that video was shot the kid's dead
0: on what grounds
2: he's dead because the rival groups what they call ops Killed him. It's just like ops means opposition.
0: Okay, I got it.
2: Basically, if you're like, let's say you live in one project and there's a project across the street from you, they're your opposition half the time. It makes no damn sense. I don't like how it's so negative. And I grew up on hip hop or rap music. I grew up on I love DMX, but DMX is telling story from frustration within yes, he's done stuff, and yes, we've all done stuff, but I don't know, it's something different. So that's really why I kind of steered away from it, to be honest. But like my friend said, you're not responsible for what people do with it. Maybe one day I will release some of the rap music, the rap beats. I would love to work with like old school hip hop artists. And in general, I would love to work with people that have rap. But I'd be willing to work with them because I kind of feel like I know who they are. I don't want that weight on my shoulders.
0: I understand where you're coming from. But I also agree with your friend that the quality control of your output, you can't control the way people would react to it. And you definitely can't control their actions. I say if any of the stuff that you have is good, then put it out. But you should never have to put that kind of pressure on yourself to think that because of the opposition's. And whatever, it could rest on your conscience in a negative way if someone were to die over it. I mean, I look, I, I believe in the quality of human life. I don't like any kind of violence towards people. I don't like any kind of violence towards domestic animals. I don't like any of that stuff. But unfortunately, people interpret things how they want. If they do something stupid, it's not the artist's fault. You know, that's just my opinion.
2: Yeah, I get what you're saying. And I'm kind of getting to that point, but. I don't know. I just got taken back when 15-year-old kids being <laughs> the so talented. This kid was such a good rapper. I wish I could remember his name. I'm like, wow, this kid is like real good. There was a lot of great rappers from this, uh, the new era. But when it comes to hip-hop, hip-hop is always about a message. Rap was about rhyming words. K-R-S-1 spoke against the system, immortal technique. That's hip-hop right there. Hip-hop has always been about speaking and messaging the same what's on your mind not following a crowd per se. Wu-Tang makes a bunch of sword sound effects and stuff in their music. It's like definitely not following a crowd there.
0: No, definitely not. I guess that's a problem that I have with like a lot of punk and hardcore bands. It's like after a while, they all start to preach the same message and somehow they hide behind the facade of individuality. Well, how could you be promoting individuality if you're promoting automaton behavior? That's not individuality. You know, that's not, that, uh, that, that's not that's, not, that's not, that's not being yourself.
2: Let's talk about the whole metal scene. No scene persecutes themselves more until like, you're not this, you're not that than freaking metalheads.
0: I hate gatekeeping. I it's hate like, it so much.
2: Oh, It's like, you gotta be pigeonholed into this type of music and then you're metal. Or well, that's not metal. Or well, this is this. Or this is that. And people don't even listen to music. to even have a true opinion of them. Like metal in general is kind of like a subculture as it is. And I say metal, put hardcore on metal. I don't really want to categorize them to every little possibility. Like, you got hip-hop, you got rap, and then this drilled, is trapped in a thousand different genres now. It's like, keep things simple. In general, metal has a retarded when they persecute each other for, oh, this is metal, this is not metal. No other group does that. You got the rap kids, really, like the younger kids will be like, oh, it's old school rap. Fine, that's old school rap. It's like, okay, I get that. From the older generation, but they're not like this isn't rap or this is that. It's like it's it's retarded. Metal Hunts like oh, it's like let's be a subculture that barely has a big population as it is, let's isolate ourselves even more. And then everyone's not individual at that point because they pigeonhole themselves into oh, this is hardcore kids or whatever, like you were talking about. Or the black metal people with the face paint. It's like, look, just fucking appreciate music. Shit pisses me off.
0: <laughs> I have to admit when I was younger, I was like that because, unfortunately, the environment that I was raised in had that gatekeeping mentality. Growing up in the 90s, if you weren't dressed in baggy pants, you were called a Herb. If you weren't dressed in black oh, leather... But
2: that's the greatest term ever. You need to bring her back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And if you weren't wearing a, a Megadeth t-shirt or whatever, you were called a poser. So I admit that a little bit of that snobbery did transcend I'm proud. I know but I'm proud to say that it was people like you that broke me out of that mold and you basically said stop being a musical snob without telling me that I was a musical snob you're right metalheads do have a tendency of really turning on their own and you know I guess you could say that about any genre I mean even when you were talking about before about the opposition you know with with like the the rappers and this and that but it's, it's it's a shame. If I knew then what I knew now, I would have probably made more effort to expose myself to more things without fear of being ridiculed.
2: The truth of the matter is, this is my theory, but what you're saying. I grew up differently than most people. I grew up where I was always the odd one out just because of my skin color. Where I grew up, I didn't know people to look like me. For the most part, like my friends were all different tones, but not this. So, even the music I listened to, hip hop was predominantly a black music. And I say predominantly because there were the Beastie Boys, there was the Rick Rubin, etc. There were all different cultures spray painting yeah i mean eminem
0: uh, didn't come into play until we were in our freshman year of college
2: the truth is white people have always been kind of around hip-hop the point is i grew up around different cultures my neighborhood the people i grew up with were mostly black and then the people i grew up after that were mostly haitian and then my neighborhood became mostly guyanese which is a different culture in and of itself but i would never i guess People that look like me. So I've always been the oddball out. So for me, I guess that's why I came more normal. That's why like the whole rock scene where people are like, oh, you're a poser, you're this, you're that, doesn't make sense to me because I already grew up where technically everything about me would be a poser. I can't change my skin color. It's just, I grew up on that. I didn't know MTV. I didn't have cable like we talked about earlier. So for me, it was just Hot 97 all day long. Then whatever the old station is my parents listened to in the car. Outside of that, I didn't know Nirvana until like college. I never heard Nirvana.
0: Mm, Fair enough. And, you know, I think the the moral of the story is the whole gatekeeper mentality within genres, it's stupid. It's really what it is.
2: It's stupid when people point fingers at each other for differences to this day. The thing that makes humanity not crap is when people are all different. But this day and age, we have to all be this. We have to be this side. And it's, it's really sad.
0: It is. There is one argument that I have to make about our discussion. My eldest niece bought an Avenged Sevenfold t-shirt. She only knew Avenged Sevenfold because of the songs that I played for her. Yeah. I don't think she listens to Avenged Sevenfold now, but she still has a t-shirt. Now, in the eyes of a scene kid, she'd be called, you know, whatever have you pose or whatever but who cares what they say what does annoy me is when i see a kardashian wearing a cannibal corpse shirt i don't know why that bothers me it shouldn't but i think it just bothers me because it's not genuine it seems like they're just doing that just to be edgy oh look at me i'm kim kardashian or whichever kardashian kylie jenner and i'm wearing a death metal band shirt i'm just like Something tells me you don't listen to death metal. There's part of me that thinks that. But then when I think about it, like after two minutes, I'm like, why do I care? I don't. Your rebuttal?
2: I'm going to go on the total other spectrum here. Yeah, I get what you're saying. At the end of the day, it's making the band money, right? So there's that. If Somebody bought the joke, they had the rights to the merchandise, so that's great for them. Who's to say that these people don't listen to metal? The Doors back in the day, I just thought it was old people music, but I didn't want to tell people because I liked The Doors. I liked, heck, I even liked a little bit of Elvis here and there. But I didn't tell anybody because all my friends, family, because once again, I was a different race than everybody. They didn't listen to that stuff. And it just sounded like lame, quote-unquote, old people music at the time. But I loved The Doors, but I didn't say anything back then. So how do you know that they don't like cannibal corps? People don't like to say a lot of things about themselves. People like to be more private. I'm very open. You ask me a question, I'll tell you flat out. I have no filter. But mm-hmm. It's just... You can't fault people for being afraid of being shamed. I mean, uh, this political disaster of our climate that we have when it comes to politics is oh. proof that people are all being quiet because they don't want to be persecuted. What side you're on? It's just like... A lot of people are quiet because they don't want to get involved in it. I don't personally want to get involved in this whole political bullshit.
0: Well, you bring up a good point about what you said before. If a Kardashian is wearing a Cannibal Corpse shirt, then Cannibal Corpse got paid. And to me, it's like that's the only solace that I could take from that. (laughs) And yes, I say solace when I'm referring to Cannibal Corpse. That's hilarious. But you're right. I mean, hey, if it makes a bad money... Good for them. You know what? All right. Once again, your geniosity wins me over. Thank you, Mr. Mickel.
2: <laughs> All right, cool. Everything's so we, expression in the end.
1: That's it really, really is. That's what it
2: comes down to. That's why for me and doing music, I'm willing to work with anybody. Like I said, can you whistle? <laughs> you never know what can come up with somebody that has no clue about music. Like Cindy. We made Welcome to the Block. She had no clue about the musical side of any of it, but, but that's what came out. Yes, you needs somebody that has kind of a clue, but she can look at things in a slightly different way to come out with something that you wouldn't create. So somebody might take an 808. Now, an 808's for those that don't know what the heck an 808 is, it's just really heavy bass, right? And they might play like the higher octaves because they don't have a clue about, oh, you got to put it in the lower octaves or the mid-range. They might put it high. So now that bass is suddenly a high-pitched instrument, which or mid-range possibly, probably. But it might actually make something really cool because it's being done in a totally different context because they have no clue what they're doing. So the truth is anybody can play with it. Music is malleable. In general, life is malleable. Everything is malleable. I'm going to become a wise sage eventually. You'll see me in a robe, and um, I'll be floating in the air. Wait, all did you all an come- expression.
0: Did you just compare yourself to Rick Rubin?
2: That's probably where I'm going eventually. Just wait till the hair grows white and I get a little older.
0: Well, I'm sure you'll also produce better stuff than Rick Rubin has been putting out lately. Last thing he did that I enjoyed was the uh, Johnny Cash stuff.
2: I don't judge any musician anymore, by the way, unless they're an asshole. If they're a personal asshole, then I'll judge it. Even Rick Rubin, when he didn't do good with mixing Metallica, I get what he was trying to go for.
0: The Metallica album I enjoyed... The what? album that he did that I did not enjoy was Black Sabbath's 13 record.
2: I haven't listened to it once, so I can't comment.
0: I can comment. Patrick! Ah! Patrick! <laughs> they actually had Brad Wilk from Rage Against the Machine play drums on that. And I feel like a big part of Sabbath's sound was the original four. There was a magic there that Ozzy, Tony, Geezer and yeah. Bill had. And when you take one of those elements out of that original lineup, the magic's not there. Rick Rubin, I I know what he intended to do with them, but I just feel like the result wasn't good. He basically said, okay, write the album that you should have followed up your first album with. But the first album was followed by Paranoid, which is a classic in rock history and in in, in metal history uh, uh, for many Sabbath fans to this day it's their, it's their favorite album. But it's like so you're basically telling them remake Paranoid which is exactly what they did and I I wasn't crazy about it.
2: That was his concept with uh, Metallica as well to go back to the old stuff. So you kind of use the same strategy. I can't fault him for it. I get where he's coming from but it's odd at the end of it and sometimes it doesn't work I mean we can all say for the most part St. Anger didn't work sorry Metallica
0: for me it worked with Metallica but it didn't work with Sabbath but you know what though music is all subjective it's really all what you like and the fact that we can have different opinions on it and still be respectful I think that says a lot about fans who you know it's an important part for them, but they also they can walk away from it confident with how they feel about it.
2: Yeah, certain so music connects with certain people at different times. Like, I will say back in the day, I didn't like Slay. I know Slay is like the, the god band at the time. It's mm-hmm. like one of the big ones, but I just, I couldn't vibe to it. I don't know, I just didn't like them. Now I love them, but it's also about things change. And Rage as the Machine these days, I'm not the biggest fan of right now. And it's like, that was my favorite band, because I was like, that band literally changed my life in many ways. And I still will say they changed my life in many ways. Wouldn't have these bad boys behind me if it wasn't for Version of the Machine. I wouldn't have ever known what a mosh pit was if it wasn't for Rage the Machine, which, in all honesty, mosh pits helped me out greatly as a college student, because had a lot of anger issues and it was a positive way to release that anger.
0: It was great therapy. It definitely was.
2: Yeah. So I don't well. know. I guess I'm getting older, still an asshole, but <laughs> I, I just, I look at things in different perspectives, maybe to with that, I don't credit too, because they were the first people that I felt looked at music in a different perspective. So everything has an influence and I'm still just learning to this day when I finally get everything right I'll probably drop dead
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that's why you gotta keep going and uh considering everything that we talked about you're right it I can I can admit it doesn't bother me at all that Kardashians are wearing Cannibal Corp shirts so I would like to take this opportunity to apologize to the Kardashians but I would also like to say (laughs)
1: fuck you Malaka
0: (laughs) and we'll Uh, end on that (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening to the music aside podcast brought to you by anchor.fm and rat's review check out the other shows on rat's review including beyond bushido old man metals musings the right opinion the Vieira vault the Timo Tolki podcast, the BS sessions with Mark and Jerry, Just the Cheese, Please, and the Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. Graphics by Rocky Baia. For commissions, find them on Twitter at R-O-C-K-Y-B-A-I-A. Intro and outro music for the show is Lose Control by The Rebel Media. Written by Jacqueline Guittard, Ernest Layug, and Lou Mavs. If you'd like to donate to the channel, please donate to our PayPal at musicislivepodcast at gmail.com. If you're in a band and you want us to review your music, then contact us at loumavs at musicislivepodcast.com. Special thanks to Wayne Noon and Greg Noggle. With much love and gratitude to Aaron, Anna, and Aloysius. For more information, check out www.musicislivepodcast.com, And don't forget to check out www.ratsireview.com Remember, all art is valid. Thanks for listening. Cheers.